0: The courage to grow is business. The Big Small Business Show made possible by MTN Business, a new world of business.
1: And by Chartered Accountants of South Africa. Lead your industry with a responsible partner. Partner with the CASA today.
0: Welcome to the new format of The Big Small Business Show where we go to the entrepreneurs at their place of work and talk to them about the issues that are facing them. Now sometimes as entrepreneurs we are all too focused on that big, big goal that's far, far away, like that building far, far in the distance, filled with people, filled with opportunity. But I also know, as somebody who's worked with entrepreneurs for many, many years, that the problem sometimes is the fact that we are not looking at the opportunity right below our noses. Now my guests today in our location at their offices are Georges and Mpumelelo from Show and Tell. That's S-H-O-W-E-N-T-E-L-L. Welcome gentlemen. Thank you, Thank you very much. Okay, why that name? Let's start off with you. Why that name? Where does the name come from?
1: As a child when you step into the classroom yeah. Sometimes learning is p- pictured in a different way. You're more receptive to what you hear and if you can see it as well, that combines both, which well, is why
0: the E N? Why show and not show and tell? Why show and tell?
1: It rhymes, it just rolls off the tongue uh, easily. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. so both of you are co founders. We've got a third partner's out there trying to sell right now. So how did you start the business and why did you start the business? Okay,
2: So Mpumalelo and I um, actually met in a night out in town and um, after being friends for a little while we decided to do something more with our lives. We, we figured out that we're not studying anymore so we should actually do something extra. Mpumalelo had already a designing background before he started in advertising um, when he was very young. He was 16, 16. I think, 16 when he, when he first opened his advertising company. And um, he already had some experience.
0: So was Show and Tell already running? No, no no, wasn't. no, 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 no. So what was that called?
2: Applied intelligence.
0: Applied intelligence. Okay, back to the story. Yeah. Right.
2: So we we he already had a background, some experience, and I had some experience through our family business, you know, in trading and um, and other development. We combined both of them and created Show and Tell. So it was out of us just being bored and wanting to do something different. We felt that a lot, of, a lot of the agencies around didn't tell the story of the youth the way we wanted to tell the story and didn't touch on a lot of sensitive um, subjects, that, well, subjects that are sensitive to us at least. And we just saw that there was a gap in the market and,
0: and, and we went with so it. So what are you selling exactly? Uh, you say that the, a lot of the other guys were not telling the story. Who's buying the story and what are they buying?
2: Okay, so, so how we how we initially started was just as a design creative agency or just putting out websites, you know, designing business cards and the simple stuff. And by doing that, we actually discovered that we had a lot of knowledge that was valuable to a lot of our clients. So they would ask us, okay, but now that I have a beautiful look, what, what do I do next? Is there something else that I can do? And I have a lot of, we had a lot of ideas on how we could contribute to their business and say, listen, you should actually sell this instead of what you're currently selling and we're contributing in a lot of ways to our clients' businesses and they were reaping the profits and we weren't making any money. So we're like, so we're actually consulting for our clients, but we're not making any money out of it. And through, through that, we discovered that research was a big part of what we were doing and we started going more into research.
0: And charging for it.
2: And charging for the research that we, that we were conducting. So let me
0: try and understand this correctly. You do three things. And tell me, you, you do the design piece. The consulting piece and the research piece? Yeah. Is, that, is, is that a good summary? Yes. Okay. So what are the issues? Why are we talking today? What, what issues are you finding as a small business that's growing? I think when it comes to the
1: interaction with um, major brands and yeah. the corporates as a whole, um, you find that there's a lot of red tape, especially as a young company trying to pursue you know, an entire you know, campaign as a whole.
0: Why do you think that is?
1: I think that goes to an area of, number one, demographics, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: number two, um, experience, Mm -hmm. and thirdly,
0: most likely a price, a price. uh, Are you more expensive, are you cheap? Cheaper?
2: We're, we're, we're cheaper. We're most likely cheaper because we don't have massive overheads. But the one thing that at least I feel is, is a big barrier for us is that, you know, the advertising industry in South Africa is, is a lot about relationships. Mm. And a lot of the companies have decided that, listen, this is who we work with, and we're not really letting newcomers in. If you want to be a newcomer on the block, then you have to come through this channel. And, you know, it takes maybe five, six years for you to become a registered vendor and can actually perform services for them straight. And we're not very comfortable with that waiting period, you know.
0: But you and a thousand other people who are knocking on the same door. Yeah. Because in, on this show, in the last six, seven years, we must have had 30 uh, ad agencies or more who have said the same thing. So it's not, you know, they're not picking on you per se. Yeah. So why do you, th- I, I'm trying to get to the focus on this red tape is why do you see that as, as an issue? Like, because it's, it's, a, it's there for everyone. And if you get through that red tape, and let's call it that red tape, which is an inference for other things, which is relationships and maybe the embedment of the incumbent relationships through, "I drink together with you, our bride together with you," that's what, you, that's what you're inferring, right? Mm-hmm. To some extent. Yeah, right. So, so, so why, why? I'm trying to work out why that is the issue, when that is the, the, seems to be the status quo in, in the industry.:
2: Yeah. So, so for us, at least, it's, it's, it's been a matter of, you know, having to balance our time. So between nurturing that relationship and actually having to earn a living, that's ve- been a very difficult task to, to manage. So we want to nurture those relationships. We want to keep pitching to your Nestle's, your Unilever's, and all of these guys. But we also have to service our smaller clients in order for us to pay rent every, every, every single month. So those two have, have been a very, very difficult tasks for us. And a difficult way that we
1: tried to do as a counter strategy that we saw was actually affecting our profit margins was actually reaching out to the agencies that actually have contracts with Mm. these brands that we would like to affiliate with. And then after interacting with them, it turned out we were actually going above and beyond and they were crushing down our profits. Mm-hmm. That
2: was like the number one challenge yeah. behind that. So in certain instances, we, we felt that we had something that was so good, we didn't want to give it away to anyone else. We want to do it ourselves. You know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, when you have a big, great idea and you, you want to be the one to develop it, you don't want to give it off to someone else and sell it off, you know. So we have, we have a lot of that individual yes. spirit, and, you know, we, we still have a lot of self-belief. I think maybe after we have kids, that will change. Mm. <laughs> but, but right now, we still believe a lot in ourselves, and we, we want to you know crack yeah, the egg ourselves. Push it through.
0: We're going to have to take a break now, but during the break, what I want you to think about is, why do you think your, these big companies that you mentioned need or rec- to, to work with much bigger established agencies? Why is it, from their point of view, not from your point of view, from their point of view, that they feel more comfortable with those guys. We'll be right back. back. I'm sitting here with the co-founders of Show & Tell, Georges and Mpumalelo from Show & Tell. And we've been talking about their journey and some of the issues that they've had as a small business trying to break into an industry where there's lots of competition and lots of big competition. And the question before the break that I asked to them, and I'm asking to you as well if you are one of these advertising agencies or any small business that's trying to break in where there are large dominant players, is why do the customers, our customers, prefer to work with bigger clients than smaller guys? What is it? It's an
1: emotion standpoint from my perspective. I like to put myself in their shoes Mm. even when I'm presenting for a lot of campaigns Mm. and the emotion that you feel from a company is sometimes the decision-making factor. Mm. The aesthetics around it. Mm. Are you big? You know, do you have 100 people that are working on my project? Mm. It's a nice thing, you know, when you're able to see that something is in production in the large scale. Number two, their experience and other brand affiliation as well as Mm. it globally. Mm. I would personally want to affiliate with a company of that magnitude, Mm. but at the same time you can't close the door down to other companies that think beyond the mandatory because those companies have been doing it so long and have gotten comfortable with those retainers that they draw to lose innovation. And once you lose the draw of innovation, that leaves an open door for more competitors. So it's a fair line to understand. Me being the big shot client, I'd love to listen to both and maybe combine both aspects. But at the end of the day, we feel like there seems to be a more incentive towards one
0: particular side,
1: which isn't quite equal.
0: George, anything more to add on that?
2: Yeah, I think I think trust plays a big role in, in all of this. They'd, they'd rather you know trust their big budgets with a bigger established company. You know, if if you fail and you hired a big company, you don't get much stick from your bosses. Mm. But if you fail and you trust a show and tell, then <laughs> you're getting fired. Mm. So I think um, the marketing world in in South Africa, at least, is, is still playing it safe. A bit some companies are risking it, I have to say, yes. but uh most of them are trusting their budgets in safe you know traditional methods there's There's not a lot of exploration and innovation right now when it comes to marketing
0: okay, so I want to start now my my response to this because there's a couple of things that I think are I need to to reflect back to what i'm hearing, and uh, I want your permission here you can say no and then. We can we, we can talk about other things but um, I want I want your permission now to be very very um, direct in terms of what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing do I have your permission by all by way okay good so so to me let, let, let's just deal with with your your mindset when 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 we prepared for this and asked what the questions, what the, what the issues might be. I analysed your, your issues and they were all external issues. And what that signals to me is that you're not looking internally, you're not asking the right questions internally. So there's this veneer of, look how you dressed and you're in the industry so I get it. I'm not, I think you're doing the right thing. But, but if you don't have an ability to ask the, the opposite of what you, of that, then you don't have the ability to change and actually become compelling for a client because you're so focused on what they're doing wrong. You're not letting me in. You only want to deal with the big guys. It's all about you, you, you. So instead of saying, okay, what is your issue? Okay, your issue is trust. How do I make you trust me? Your issue is, is size. How do I make that a non-issue? Your issue is this, your issue, and rather put down the issues on, on, a, on a whiteboard and go through it and then try and solve it that way. But for as long as you are outward focused in terms of how you are framing the problem, that it's them that's not allowing me in, then you are not going to get to the core of how to change. So I've worked with many, many small uh, ad agencies over the years. In fact, the first business in Corp, the first seven businesses in Corp 18 years ago, were all in the, the creative space and all in the ad agency space. And 18 years ago, what I heard and what I'm hearing today are exactly the same things. All the big guys, the Saatchi and Sachi, the, the you know, the, oh, g- give me the big names. The Joe Public, Joe the Yes, yeah, and, 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 and if you look at the Joe Public story, and I know Pepe's story, okay, he started just like you. He started as a one-man band and built that m- massive monster. Because he, if you look at his, his way that, that he, thought about it, was to, rather not to worry about what they were thinking about, but what he could do. His focus was internal to say, what can I do to be compelling to, to these guys? And then built up from there.
2: Yeah. Sorry, sorry to, to, to cut in, if I may. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, it's, it's not to say that we've never actually looked into ourselves and, and evaluated what the problems were within our organization. It's just that this is our first date, so we're not just gonna expose everything <laughs> to you off the bat. Yes. So we, we try to, to focus on what what is external, and then we could develop on what is internal. But we've seen a lot of flaws within our, within our business as well. So what we've done as well to, to make size, to, to reduce the factor of size, we moved into Santon. We've got a pretty nice office in yeah. Santon. You know, the trust factor, we, we show before we actually tell. So we, yes. we, we, we show that we're actually capable of doing the work. But that is not, that itself is not enough. That's what we're saying. So yes. we've, we've ticked a couple of boxes, but it's still not enough. So I think at Show and Tell we're, we're in a process we're, we're kind of in a step of trial and error, you know, trying everything to make... Until we get the right formula. Until form. we get the right formula, because... Yeah. This, just to just give a little
1: bit of background into that, when we go into emerging markets, now we're considered the big guys. Mm. And now we're crashing the other people in other markets, mm. based on association
0: here. Mm. And what do you think your competitors are saying? Exactly what you are saying here,
1: right? But we don't want to normally impose so much on the emerging markets. We want to have a very strong footprint here. Because the idea for show-and-tell, yes, Africa,
2: but essentially globally, is where you know our vision is actually targeted towards. But and you, know, but you, have to, you have to start somewhere and you need to prove yourself in your home ground. I mean, if, if you're not the star at home, you can't expect to be the star in the rest of the world. Yeah. So it's, it is show-and-tell.
0: We have to show what we're, what we're worth here. So what is your compelling, if I asked you, t- why would I buy from you over a, a big agency? What do you have? Honestly, and we we'll say honestly, because you talk about, you, and you're not allowed to use the following words. You can't use um, personal service. You're not allowed to use that because you all use that. I'm super creative. like I'm all, Everyone says that, right? You're not allowed to use that. And you're not allowed to talk about price, okay? So those three I'm taking off the table. Now what do you have that's compelling to a big corporate?
2: I think we, we have one thing that you know, makes us stand out and, and it's a God-given gift, <laughs> that we're unique, Yes, <laughs> we're different, You know, everyone is, everyone is different. Everyone right. is different, so if we're authentic, if we're ourselves, Pumalilu is Pumalilu and George is George, yes. then we're unique. So Joe Public doesn't have it, they don't have me. So, okay, so, so that, that sure. is already a selling factor. But then I think what, what a good thing about us as well, I think we listen. We listen, and we come from a generation that has very little barriers. So that in itself is also an advantage. There's not, I think, too many young, young, young guys our age that are you know, trying to target the market the way we're targeting. So that, I think, is also something And that's secondly, is
1: consumer intelligence thought in a different way? Have the numbers speak for itself. At the end of the day, I can paint you a very beautiful story, but if I can account for it in numbers and work according to that, that is detail, and you buy into that at the end of the day.
0: I'm also listening now. I'm listening to my producer telling me that we have to go and take an ad break. So I'm listening too. When we get back, we're going to sort of close off this conversation and try and give you some direction in where to be thinking about show and tell. Fantastic. Welcome back. I'm here with the co-founders of Show and Tell, George and Pumulelo from Show and Tell. Now, before the break, uh, we were talking about uh, what was unique about this, this business, and I, I, I want to come back to something you said. And I think you found the path, and I'm sure you've known this, but I really want to highlight that, that what's unique is you two, and you have to build a difference on that. Okay, so. That to me is uh, the most, uh, I think the best thing I've heard today in this is that, because that is actually where the answer lies is you two. It's not around price, it's not around personal service, it's not around all those things. Those you should be doing anyway. But you can't carve out a niche unless you work out what it is that you two uniquely bring to uh, to a client. And that requires a different kind of uh, approach. Now I just want to talk about how you take that in your core, into your core competencies. You spoke about the fact that you come from a, a family that's a trading family that's involved with many things that brings and you've got certain experience and you've got let's call it um, a more pan-African uh, exposure than, than the a- average small South African ad agency. Uh, you also have, have that as well. So that to me is, is a clue. And then you said something to me which confused me. You said, "Because you said I don't want to be, I don't want to be going just to the emerging market. I want a foothold here. Sometimes the right strategy is to go and build your strength and your actually your your income elsewhere to build up the strength, so that you can come here and then you bring that experience back here. So strategically, what I would do is I would sit down now and I would I would say, okay." Where are the opportunities outside of South Africa? Our, our market here is very saturated and very, very competitive. It's super competitive, this environment. I'd rather go and build out a core competency outside. I'm not saying you should leave, leave the, this opportunity. I'm saying where your focus should be, would be to build out a different offering that you can learn in a different context. And it is truly different and a different context and then the, the brands who are trying to go into those markets, then you have that which the local guys do not have because you have that insight which the local guys don't have. So to me, I just strategic, and, and, and of course in 24 minutes you cannot you know, answer all the questions accurately, but just given that, that's where I'd go. You want to say something?
1: Essentially, um, just to give you a final touch point, when you said um, the two of us add a lot of you know, greatness around this, I think that all stems from a very simple thing. Discipline starts at home. Hmm. Every project that we do, We don't put ourselves in the foot of show and tell. We treat it as if it was our company. And I think that is a relative message, um, especially that I was taught upon, Mm -hmm. um, being that my father was in international trade and investment. Mm. They needed to look at the things that people aren't really assessing. So that essence essence of attention to detail um, definitely has gone a long way. Into but
0: you're still speaking marketing, you're not going to actually what the difference is. So here what I'm saying, this is very nuanced, yeah, because if your, f- if your focus is, let's say, as you say, on attention to detail, I can say the same thing. I can say I give attention to detail. It's not about what you say, it's about the product and the design of the business around that thing, okay? And that's what I think the gap that you're missing is that you, instead of saying, I have attention to detail or I have creativity. It's about what is that thing that you can show. And I'm not talking about a porty piece. I'm talking about what is it in terms of the process that you can show to a client that shows that attention to detail is higher than others. Because otherwise it's just words. And when you go and start to believe words that everyone can say, like I'm creative, what that's a relative statement or I listen. That's a relative statement. And all those things are just words. It, as soon as you focus on putting out the words and not on creating the processes and things that actually show, show the client that thing, you're focusing on the wrong place. And I just wanna just move one step further because this to me is, is how I've helped small, small these small, particularly creative industries grow is by specializing. Now that is a very, very difficult thing for small businesses yeah. to, to, to hear. Because the, so the mental model is, I'll take anything that comes. Because we want to eat, we want to build something. If they knock on our door, we, we, we're going to take them. And I completely understand and agree with that strategy, if they knock on the door. I'm not talking about who knocks on your door. I'm talking about on whose door you knock. So to me the whole thing is to take your personal what you said, Georges, before, about what is that makes you unique and you unique, and then build a speciality around that. So if it's I'm just making this up, retail. Okay. Then become the retail specialist in certain in, in industry and build the depth there through your research that you've identified, through the consulting capability, and start building depth in that. The second thing around that, how to you think about this, and maybe this is politically incorrect, is think what I call the braille method, okay, and what I mean by that is that you've got a whole bunch of clients that you've you, you've you've got look at them from a different lens where if if you look at them that there will be some that are in a certain category or or vertical if you reorder them that is higher than others that's your clue as to where your specialization is so so if there are three or four in one type of vertical, however you describe it and one or two in others, that's where I go to focus on the specialization. Kay. I'm not saying don't take other work. I'm saying that's where you go down d- deep and then you can truly say, I am different. Use me. I'm compelling because no one else has this level of depth and I want to leave it there for you to, to think about. Okay. Well, that's it for today's show. Remember, if you think it, write it down and make it a real. On the hour show this week, that's a fairly difficult thing to assess because I could say to you, you know, I have a value of care. Mm. Um, do you have a value of care? And you could nod and say, yes, I do. But it's only when I see you walk out of the room and if there's a, uh, a piece of paper that someone's thrown down on the floor, do you pick it up? Do you care to pick it up or do you walk by and let somebody else uh, do that. On your application, you can check where all your tracks are, which routes they are, you can click on a specific track and you can actually see via a a real-time video what's happening with that driver, what's happening with that cargo at that moment in time.
1: The Big Small Business Show is brought to you by Chartered Accountants of South Africa. Transform the future of your business. Partner with the CASA today.
0: And the courage to grow is business. MTN Business. A new world of business.